Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Okay. <laughs> <laughs> evil. Evil. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of I felt like I was in the room with uh, a, a European ambulance. Right. They sound different. <laughs> I kind of wanted to sound like a weird. <coughs> excuse me. Oh. I kind of wanted to sound like a weird demon sound from like mm. the Evil Dead movies because those guys sound right. really fucked up. Yeah, right. they really do. Yo, they sound fucked up. You know, I, I those re- demons sound fucked. <laughs> I read and uh, uh, I read it was on, on Gawker. People were sharing nice. their encounters, like their scariest encounters. I remember I read, and one person said that like they were lying in bed and they heard a sound that sounded like Velcro coming undone. Shit! No. And that exorcist people say that's the sound of a demon coming into our world. Well, I like- did put. I do have Velcro straps on my ass. <laughs> If a demon uses Velcro, it's like kind of like a slower <laughs> demon. Maybe has like a learning disability. The demon didn't learn how to untie your asshole <laughs> or your soul box. And it's, it's fine if that's the case, you know. Yeah. People, you know. Hey. <gasps> yeah. Like. <gasps> <laughs> you know, just because a demon is slow doesn't mean he shouldn't be able to. Yeah. Yes, hunt and torture human beings Absolutely. like a like any other demon. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. There should be like you know, a games for <laughs> special demons. <laughs> uh, there's the Olympics, the Demon Olympics, the Special Olympics, and the Special Demon Olympics. Yeah, there's uh, souls with laces on them for uh, <laughs> demons, and then there's special souls with Velcro straps. <laughs> For demons that need a little help. <laughs> hey, welcome back, Mike. Yes, Mike, you were in England. You literally jet set overseas. Yeah. I went across the pond. It's true. My uh, goodness. The pond is what I... And you, yeah. back six months ago or whatever, you were like, I never travel. Uh, look yeah, at yeah. you now. Yeah, I'm Mr. VIP, Mr. Jet yeah. Set. I've got aeroplane miles coming out of my... Okay, I think I know what that stands for, ass. Uh, Yes, and I know all of the flight attendants, all the loveliest flight attendants, all the coolest pilots. I know know some terrorists. So when you get on the plane now, you go, hi, hey... You know, hey, Dar- Donna. Hey, Donna. Hey, Derek. Yeah. Feels good to be home. Because uh, that's what I consider the airplane my home. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, we'll make um, the tea just how you like it, Michael. Don't worry or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Yeah. 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 You guys just live in the sky, basically. Like, you're yeah. sky lubbers. 
You yeah. being yeah. In, on land makes you feel weird. Yeah, what do you prefer now, sky or land? Oh, I'm a sky guy. I don't <laughs> like having my feet on solid ground. Um, it makes me feel sick. Sky high guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you have you joined the mile high club with any of your friends? Uh, <laughs> no, but I did take a piss in the sky. I don't know what wow. that counts. That counts. That counts. Yeah, yeah. When you have to pee out, for yeah. a really long time and you finally let it go, the sensation's pretty good. Yeah. I. It is weird when you pee in a plane though because. <laughs> I, I do then imagine myself standing up, flying through the air, peeing. It's weird. Yeah. You don't think yeah. about it sitting down. No. I always yeah, make a loud, <laughs> triumphant noise like a ancient Greek god when I'm peeing in the sky. Like I start peeing into the sky toilet and I go, Oh <laughs> yeah, such gusto because it is mighty. You're right. Yeah, it's kind of powerful. I'm peeing in the same place where Zeus would pee. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's wild. Imagine explaining to your ancestors, not even from that long ago, like maybe a hundred years ago, yeah. telling them, like, I sometimes piss and shit in the sky. And eat sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> and get drunk. <laughs> I got drunk and pissed in the sky. Hey, only angels and gods have done that. <laughs> I like the idea of an angel eating a ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> Taking a dump. Cutting triangles. <laughs> yeah, oh, I gotta take a shit. <laughs> sky toilet. And then when you uh, flush that sky toilet, it's just sort of a... It looks like an eyelid opening. Mm-hmm. And there's just a hole and it goes... The, <laughs> the dirtiest eyelid you've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was the highlight of my trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically why you went, right? Yeah, they had to shit in the sky. Yeah, yeah. I just needed to do it after mm. you know what we've all been through over the past two years. Well, you're a little like insecure about peeing and pooing on the ground. Yeah. So you actually buy plane tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To keep your pee and poo <laughs> farthest away from planet Earth as it, possible. It's expensive, yes, but it, it puts me at ease. It's a good <laughs> thing that I could see conspiracy theorists doing that so that the CIA doesn't take their DNA. <laughs> they always just go to the bathroom in the sky. Eh, well, anyways. <laughs> Who did you sit next to? Um, On the flight out, it was two teenagers. Oh. Uh, so I'm probably on some sort of Creepy list now, Mike. right? Uh, you know? okay. Oh, God. Uh, Take it easy. Just, But full disclosure, I'm only attracted to fully grown adults. Oh, okay. oh, we talked about that on the last episode. What do you mean? Not me? No, not you, oh. but me, yeah. James, and Tom talked about... we. Uh, I don't know, it was different combo, but we talked yeah. about women our age. Whereas like, we were making oh, fun of those guys right. that kind of like... Just go for like young girls Ladies. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there I, you go. I hate younger women. <laughs> yeah. Same. Okay. No, no. So all three <laughs> evil men dudes, we try to keep it our age. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you're a younger woman listening to this right now, trying to get in our pants, yeah. uh, tune out, uh, honey, and find <laughs> another pod to listen to. Yeah. You know? That's right. You have a lot of suffering to do to catch up to us <laughs> and our, people our age. Yeah. Hey, um, you, you did you ask the teens beside you what their age was? And then when they told Hello, you, did you, gentlemen, how old yeah. are you? <laughs> did you retch when they told you? Um, I was like, oh, too too fresh for me. Can we open a window? <laughs> uh, which you can't because you're in the sky. No, I didn't talk to them. They sort of fell asleep quickly, mm-hmm. uh, oh. and then. I had the entire middle row to myself on the flight back, which is very nice. Ooh, that's amazing. That's good. Yeah, I that's felt like Jeffrey crazy. Epstein. <laughs> you know, lux- oh. luxury. Oh, you just because yeah, yeah, the private jet. Yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
This yeah, you is... could have used someone else, but <laughs> yeah, he's the first rich guy who came to my mind. Right, Trump, right. sure, Trump or uh, you know Galen Weston Rupert probably Erd- has Galen a Weston. private jet. Galen Weston mm. is a safer bet. Uh, yeah, I should have said you know that. what? I just remembered. I remember being like a teenager, like young, sixteen, whatever, seventeen, eighteen, mm-hmm. on a plane next to a girl who was the same age as me, roughly. Ooh, did, you know? you ask her, did you ask around? No, no, but we chatted a little. Nice. It wasn't anything... Sparks? I wasn't smooth by any means. Hey, do you know how this TV <laughs> fucking works? Yeah. That was you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she said, want a piece of gum? and had a little stick of Trident, right? Trident. And I go, sure, thanks. Reminds me of the but devil. Then as she yeah. sort of tried to hand it to me, it fell right into her lap. And you just grabbed it. Well... I did. Oh my god! It was an awkward moment of like it was. If you saw it, you'd go, "I get it." But it was an awkward moment where she's like, "Oh, should I?" And I'm like, "Oh, should I?" Oh, I, uh, and then I just sort of grabbed it, you know, very like, non-perfectly, like pickup stick style. Yes, you didn't touch any other sticks. But I did think after, "Oh, I should have let her hand it to me." Yes, yeah, it was a weird James. decision. I know. Well, yeah. spur of the moment, I was yeah. awkward. I was hey, young. It hey, was no, all, no bad intentions. We I all wasn't do being creepy. We all do weird things in the sky. Yeah. Some people, yeah, your emotions are, are different in the sky. No, okay, good. No, you were 18. You were under 18, age, and right? it was no harm intended. If you're, if you're under 18, you can't commit a crime. Oh, okay. So, Some people panic. In, yeah. In it was just... on a leg. I'm just going to say it was a leg. Okay. It was just. Oh, you said lap. I thought it was like right on the crotch. No, it was like, but, but it was. I thought it was sticking out of the crotch. No, no. <laughs> it, it was half in. Half let's out. just say thigh. Let's say thigh. Okay, you said lap. Oh, I thought well, yeah, to you me, said that lap. whole area is a lap, isn't well, it? Well, then get more specific. <laughs> I was God. picturing you. <laughs> I was picturing you going into her lap with your mouth and biting down on the Let's pack of gum and pulling it out. It was high enough in the leg that it was still a bit weird, but it wasn't as weird as it could have been. That reminds me of when I dropped poutine into the cleavage of an old busty lady. And I, I ate it all up. You were on the bus. And you the, the road bu- you it wasn't as romantic as your story. Yeah, I was on a bumpy bus <laughs> going to Trenton, Ontario. And I had smoked poutinery, <laughs> ham poutine. And I, and I dropped it onto a busty fortune teller's uh, cleavage. And she said, it's okay, finish her up. <laughs> I see a yummy little meal in your future. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time in a long time I see happiness in my own future. You think you're sucking up a cheese curd, but it's actually a mole on her chest? (laughs) Yeah, that did happen. And then also, when I was done, she said, you can still keep going. <laughs> so did you end up having sex with this woman on the, yeah. on the bus? Wow. That's a good foreplay, honestly, for anybody listening. Splash poutine onto the body of the person you have a crush on. Yeah. Well, I, Even I, if it's an old, busty fortune teller. I struck out with my airplane companion, so it's uh, nice that you guys... <laughs> More luck. <laughs> you don't say anything. Anything to they them hit all. the they hit the stewardess button to get Mike away from them. <laughs> you don't say anything to them all flight, and you all sit in silence. And then when it lands, you, you turn to them and go like, "Well, looks like I struck out on this flight." Uh, <laughs> everyone's clapping that they landed. <laughs> Old dumb Michael strikes again. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't interesting to you. 
<laughs> but I was flirted with somewhere else though. Whoa! Like, hey, congratulations! That's, awesome. That's such a good thank feeling. You, thank you. I'm not. I'm not bragging either. No, I mean, tell us. Tell us. If you're listening out there right now and you're thinking, "Oh boy, no one ever flirts with me," just you wait. Someone will. Well, tell us about it. So I was uh, on a trip to cro- across the pond. Mm-hmm. This is how I refer to going to Britain, and then. Uh, uh, I, I was visiting our former guest of the show, Suze Kempner. Yes. I saw her, and she took me to see her perform at this uh, legendary like uh, gay venue called the Royal Vauxhall Theatre uh, that she performs at. And then uh, she, uh, she did very well. Everyone loves her there. She's a star there. And the crowd is predominantly men in the crowd, mm-hmm. gay men in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And one, nice. one guy was dancing close to me and kept looking at me, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm a guest in his space. Mm-hmm. But uh, between songs, he came up to me and he had an accent. And he was like, where are you from? So and he was French or something? Some, Whoa. Okay. One of those countries that you know you hear about, but you never think you'll uh, experience. <laughs> yes. French is automatically hot, right? Yeah. French yes. accent? Absolutely. So this man with a mustache and an earring was like, where are you from? And I was like, Canada, because it was loud. And mm. he was like, what? And I said, Canada. And he just scowled at me and walked away. <laughs> What I the hell? Kind of get it. <laughs> Canada is Fair not enough. exciting at all. Um, would he do that to Ryan Reynolds? Exactly. Or Ryan Gosling? Yeah. Or several other Ryans? Ron James? Yes. But what? Here's what I was thinking afterwards: was that maybe he thought I was physically attractive, but the idea of me being Canadian was a deal breaker, <laughs> or maybe I don't know what it could have been. Maybe he. Hmm. Um, seeing me up close didn't like me either way God bless him and uh, I hope he finds someone bless not from well, Canada <clears throat> speaking of that Mike you know I wonder where he thought Mike was from well, but yeah you're right I know what you're going to lead into yeah. we should let, forget it let's just go into it yeah, okay. that's good what? what's happening on the Patreon episode that was released on Sunday night with Tom Henry you were away for that one Michael yes I was but across the pond were, oh yes <laughs> your favorite expression Chris and Tom and I <laughs> talked about what who we find handsome? What men we we find handsome? And right. we did sort of a hot or not. Uh, and well, people on the Patreon right. yeah, yeah. were kind of, and they uh, they loved that segment, mm-hmm. which is right. So did we? It was really fun, but you didn't partake, and that oh. people took notice and would love if we could get your two cents on. Can you refresh my memory of what you guys said, just so I don't well, say the I just, same? Words. I just want to throw out uh, Jordan on the Discord uh, threw out the name Henry Cavill, and right, I was like, Superman. damn, he might be number one. Henry Cavill, I'm jealous of his looks for sure. Tom ad- admitted his choice was pretty basic, but he said Brad Pitt. Good looking actor. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember <laughs> who else we said. I don't know. But Tom said I had a Jack Nicholson like quality myself. Oh, yeah. And also sort of Oliver Reed. Right. Yep. Well, I think er- young Oliver Reed has got a good, good yep. burn to his look. He oh, burns yeah. you with his cold stare yeah um i forget yeah brad pitt for sure we talked about him yeah in uh once upon a time, once in, upon hollywood. A time in hollywood so we have to knock some out of the running just before i really get into this obviously mm. kevin spacey can't be part of this jeffrey jones <laughs> jeffrey jones can't be part of it uh i don't know if he ever acted but r kelly r kelly as well can't I be part of it I, that's yeah. before crazy. you knew about what jeffrey jones did yeah, i remember yeah. you always would oh. say to me i was like that's that a good looking principal guy. in yeah, ferris yeah. bueller's day off is a yeah. hot guy yeah, he's a hottie yeah. is what i would say yeah yeah the yeah. dad from beetlejuice <laughs> can get it <laughs> you know the dad from beetle mike used to say to me that yeah. dad from beetlejuice is really hot but y'all aren't ready for that yeah. conversation but, but i think that yeah you used to say like Get you a man who can do both. 
be the dad from Beetlejuice and the principal from <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> and one other thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's weird how this there's that theme of like... Anyways, goddamn. Also, these very weird psychos. that he kept working after the allegations against yeah. him. Anyway. But I don't know how much anymore. He probably right. signed a contract for Deadwood, and then yeah, he's, he's not exactly it. in uh, Succession or uh, any Ryan uh, Andor. Yeah, yeah, he's not. <laughs> it would be cool if he was in Andor. Yeah, it'd be cool if Jeffrey Jones was in Andor <laughs> <laughs> instead of Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, no, Stellan Skarsgård kills it. I would say. He's, I guess he's a good-looking guy. What's his name? Um, yeah, he is Stellan Skarsgård. And his son. What the hell? The guy who's in... Uh, I can't... Why is his name escaping me? In the Cronenberg movies, he's in Eastern Promises. Oh, oh. Viggo Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen, I was Oh, yes, we know who choice. Mike likes. Oh. We <laughs> no, know who no, Mike no, no, likes. No. That's a great choice. Well, I saw yeah. Viggo Mortensen once walking down Bloor Street. Did your eyes pop out they of did? your head? And did you go... He was, did he look cool? He was, yes, but... Short? Uh, as, yes, he was quite short. Shorter than me? I'm I five so. eight, almost I think five so. nine. And he was slight. He was very slight. Oh, yeah, no. for sure. And uh, he seemed really nice. He was walking <laughs> he had with a people. Cane and he had a nurse with him. <laughs> he was an old man. <laughs> I don't know. If but he had him. like a group of teenage girls tittering behind Definitely. him, like ten That's feet need. following him. You don't titter, And Vigo. eventually, oh, he very kindly turned around and was like, "Do you guys want a photo?" Or, you know, and they took a photo with him. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. If a bunch of teenage... I mean, good for him for playing along. Mm. If a group of cute teenage girls did that to me, mm-hmm. oh, my reaction yeah. would be way different. I'd turn How around and go, so? I want you all to fuck off right now and leave me alone. Yeah. Wow. I'm a private citizen and you are uh, encroaching on my rights to privacy. Wow. You know what I mean? I would I'd say, say come back when you're in your 40s because that's what I like. <laughs> I like real women. <laughs> yeah. I said, you girls don't know anything about pain and suffering and loss. Yeah. Mm. So why don't you all just fuck off? Wow, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. There's a reason that, uh, you know, you're the ray of sunshine of the podcast. No, but I'm feeling good. I, I, I would never say that to teen girls. What about Benicio Del Toro? Yeah. Yeah. He's got a steely look. Remember him yeah. in The Usual Suspects and he mumbled? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, man, uh, you're like, Fenster. I don't know what he said, yeah. but I love it. I'll flip it yeah. for real. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> you know who else is good looking? Give me the cook and keys, fucking cocksucker. What yes! the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes! <laughs> good one. Uh, Gaston from the animated Beauty and the Beast. Sure. <laughs> right. sure. Oh, you don't think he's... You don't think he, Gaston from the animated Beauty and the Beast Bit can basic. get it? You don't think he can get it? He could, but... Mm. Uh, I, I, you know, I like guys with a bit of funk to them. I like the Beast. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, fair enough. What Lumiere? Mm, Lumiere no. tried to pick you up by yeah. the sounds of it. <laughs> when that guy walked away, I did feel a bit insulted, but then I was Definitely. like, I have no, I was like, not interested, but um, it still hurts, you know? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Well, I'm sorry about that, Mike. Yeah. No, it's okay. I wish it had worked out for you, too. No. It's, a, it's a whole, it's a hit for can- all of Canada. It's not nice. Yeah. Yeah. What the frig? What the frig, dude? Uh, what else? Yeah. Did you get supper before coming? Uh, I had two Jamaican patties not too long ago. From Kensington nice. Market? No, from the path under the uh, streets of Toronto. There's a, uh, I forget what, 
Which one? Some is? of the best Jamaican beef patties in Toronto are from a tunnel underground. <laughs> it's true. It is true. <laughs> yeah, I know. Bathurst Station had the best for a long time. Remember Did Islington that? Station or Kipling have it as well? I think Islington maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kipling should, doesn't have a. Shop. We should go on a patty crawl beneath the streets of Toronto. <laughs> you know what? I, I, we moved recently, and around the corner from my new house is a. Uh, Caribbean curry and jerk chicken place, and they have beef patties too. Oh, oh man, I'm screwed. It's just around the corner from my house. I would love to try it. And I just remembered what the guy at the patty place said to me today. I ordered a chicken one. Mm-hmm. I said, Give me one chicken and one. And he was like, Spicy beef. And I said, No, I'm going to get the non spicy. And he was like, Oh, come on, go for it. And I was like, I'm being careful. And he said, Why? You look like a brave guy with a warrior's appetite. What? Men are He might have been flirting with you too. And then another yeah. thing happened. Oh my god. At a Something... show the other You're day. just glowing these days, Mike. <laughs> That's glowing. all I'm gonna say. You're giving it off. Every man is paying attention to me. Uh <laughs> including an audience member, uh, after a show on Friday, came up to me, um and uh Is that here in Toronto or in the UK? In Toronto, yeah, it's okay. hard <laughs> it's hard to keep track. I was talking to local comedian Connor Ferrara and a audience guy yeah. came up after the show yeah. and was like Hey, good set. Um, has anyone ever told you you look like the pro golfer Rory McIlroy? What? I can kind of see it now, actually. Well, and then Mike we Googled told me him, that, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, I, I don't know. Oh, but he's Mike, like he's killer. not a bad looking guy at all. Well, I, we in Googled, fact, I think well, the guy was like many would say he's good looking. Really? Okay. And is Am I wrong? Rory the one who's married to? No, no, that's uh, Justin. What's his name? Spieth. I'll Google him. No, no yeah, that's a different guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pauline Gretzky. Yeah, Pauline Gretzky. Gretzky. But like, <laughs> but Rory's still. He's a killer. He's like the leader all the time now. He's right? a, one of the top golfers. Well, yeah. when I was yeah, great. when I was like, oh, thanks. The guy to reassure me was like, oh, he's a really successful golfer, by the way. Yeah, I kind of so, see it. The yellow picture, the yellow shirt. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> but I mean, what you're telling me? This guy's a nerd. He looks good to me. He's uh, really successful. Nerd.ca. And he's talented at golf. And he's from Northern Ireland. What? Oh, really? He is. So he's got... <laughs> was he in Game of Thrones? Did he play the pro golfer in Game uh, of Thrones? He did, yes. He was the golf pro. <laughs> yeah. So when uh, the, the Lannisters had their own golf pros... The head of his driver was a little baby dragon skull. <laughs> <laughs> and he would shoot dragon eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, who? Which golfers do you think you guys look like? Uh, that's finally someone is asking uh, mm-hmm. that question. Ooh, um, he's the guy who smokes and drinks. John uh, Daly. John Daly. Yes. He's, yeah. he's, good. he's good. He's a good one. I uh, might. I might have looked like him a few years, <laughs> couple years ago. He's got like a white. He's got sort of a Santa Claus thing. Doesn't yeah. He? White beard, white mustache. I would say I look like more of a caddy from the seventies. Oh yeah. Than a pro golfer. Oh my god, you would have been so good as a caddy in fucking Caddyshack. Oh, I would you... love that with Brian Doyle Murray as my yes. boss. And right now. You're giving a little bit of Cheech Marin in Tin Cup. I would love that. Ooh. See? Remember? And uh, you know what? Um, you would be great as like a dude who's 10 years older than all the other golf pros, <laughs> and you're still at the golf course, and you're getting with these girls, and you're up to mischief. Take a picture of me now, sure, and then we'll put it out when this episode comes out. Ready? You look a bit sad. There we go. There, big, big smile. smile to Can't help how looking sad. That's I'm the Toronto's number one emo comedian. <laughs> yes. So okay, I'm gonna save that for when this comes out, so we can be like, this is what we were mm, talking about. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. Um. Thanks. Who do you think? I let me think. Mm. I don't know. 
There's there's so many that get mixed up in my mind because if you follow any of the uh, any of the opens, it's like there's so many no name guys that are like in the lead. I, I only remember old guys like Tom Watson. What does he look like? Do you look kind like of a generic white guy? Jack Nicholas? Not no. really. Do you look like? Um, I, I don't know any golfers' names. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, it's you're, a t- this you're is a Jordan Spieth. Okay, I'm Jordan Spieth. But that means you get. Um, you look like, oh, what about Dustin Johnson? He's the oh, guy that's that married, what I was thinking of. He's the guy that married Wayne Gretzky's uh, daughter. Sorry, that's I mean, who I was thinking of. I don't of. really think I look like him, but do you he has think, a beard. See what I mean? I get them mixed up. They're like so yeah, see, generic white guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see it. Do you yeah. think that Dustin Johnson? You're Dustin Johnson. Before he popped the question to Paulina Gretzky, do you think he went to the Gretzky mansion and was like, Mr. Mister Gretzky, I need your permission. May I have your permission to take your daughter's hand in marriage? He probably did. Yeah. And then it, Dustin Johnson recently took hundreds of millions of dollars from the Saudi-backed Live. Uh, uh, new golf tournament. Yeah, so Live he's golf. very rich. That's awesome. Maybe Paulina Gretzky and Wayne Gretzky can meet um, MBS and have <laughs> dinner with him. Um, yeah, that would be cool. And hang out and stuff. Oh, Mr. Gretzky, do World you Cup mind started. if I score a goal onto your daughter? <laughs> <laughs> he tries to hockey hey. it up to get his favor. You never. <laughs> this sounds weird. You miss all of the times you don't try and score with my daughter. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say, Wayne. <laughs> Yeah, you miss one hundred percent of all the times you don't try to have sex with my daughter. <laughs> Man, M- Wayne Gretzky probably got misty-eyed and said to Dustin, uh, "I remember when I was your age and I got to marry a super hot babe because I was rich too." <laughs> Do you think Wayne Gretzky was like? And we have also a lot in common because uh, I used to go on ice and shoot a puck, but you go on grass and hit a ball. <laughs> it's like we're transported there <laughs> at a beautiful dinner table in a giant dining room. <laughs> you are good at that. You are highly skilled at hitting that like I was in a different one. What's your fiance? And then hot women show up just like, Hey, boys, you having fun talking? <laughs> Quick, get your golf club out. I'll they get both, my stick. They both piss their pants. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do when he's not on the green. <laughs> hey, Wayne, for Christmas, I got you golf club. Uh, funny, Dustin. For Christmas, I got you hockey stick. <laughs> Our husbands are so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, do you want to go tan? <laughs> uh, people were mad when Wayne married Janet Jones. Why? I think her name is because he was Canadian. He's playing in Edmonton. It's a very small town, and he marries this actress from L.A. Yeah, he should have married a woman him down to America. She should have married an, an Alberta woman who smelled like oil. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched a uh, Thirty for Thirty, and Wayne said, "You, you know, sh- maybe yeah. I should have stayed in Edmonton. I would have won a lot more." He said that. Right. That hurts me because yeah. when I was a he kid. He said when he was in Edmonton, yeah. you know, it was his little rink and like literally old mm-hmm. moms and dads would sit in the front <laughs> row and give him candy and he'd be like, thanks. Eh? <laughs> Thank you. And for then he the goes candy. down to L.A. and it all yeah. changed. And they but he never co- won another Stanley Cup. No more candy in L.A. They're giving him cocaine. Yes. Keys to a Lamborghini. Or, no, yeah. or like a kale smoothie <clears throat> or whatever the hell. Oh, they God. Do. Avocado toast. Yeah. Uh, 
I remember when I got to L.A. and my first game with the Kings, no one in the front row of the audience gave me uh, gummy bears. <laughs> it wasn't like Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Los Angeles, America wasn't like Canada anymore. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> Before we get to our evil man, we should mention, guys, that we have a Patreon account. You go to patreon.com slash evilmen, and if you sign up, you pay a small amount of dollars each month. Basically the price of a coffee, I would say, and you get two bonus episodes a month. You help us, support us uh, to be the best podcasters we can be. You also get access to our Discord. We're chatting in there. We're having Mm -hmm. fun with everybody in there. Um, And as I said, two bonus episodes a month that are really, really funny. We have one up there right now with Tom where Chris and I rank handsome men. Um, And if you can't join the Patreon, if you could rate us and review us on iTunes, that would be wonderful. Chris, you had a thing you wanted to say about present-day gifts. Okay, so ho, 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 guess what, guys? It's that holiday season. Uh, It's upon us again. And we are recording at Sophia's wonderful warehouse for present-day gifts. And we're looking around at the stock, and it is overflowing. There's some beautiful stuff here going out for gift baskets. So go to present-day gifts and order one. for. It's a perfect Christmas present. It's just presentdaygifts.ca, and uh, there's all kinds of different gift boxes and gift baskets that you can get organized for uh, corporate events or your family or friends, anybody you want, and you can use code EVILMEN to get a discount, and uh, yeah, Present Day Gifts. Thank you, uh, Sophia, for letting us stay here and look at all your beautiful wares and record here, I it's mean. It's so nice in the yeah. warehouse. It smells like Christmas... Uh stuff and it looks like santa's workshop in here it Some does packages and boxes it's and- true it's true and yeah. we look like elves to be honest yeah. and james your sister got a present day gifts That's gift right. basket recently and she, she loved it right? she loved it okay good she loved it so Did check she- it out so there you go presentdaygifts.ca promo code evil men do it and happy holidays and uh, we'll probably say that for a few more episodes but there you go let's get it rolling let's get it rolling guys do you struggle with your energy levels throughout the day Shit, dude, you're talking to the king. Yeah, yeah well, absolutely. Abs- I know I am. Tired man. Yes, because Co- coffee sometimes just doesn't cut it, does it? No. Actually, nah, I guess not. It doesn't. Well, I got sent some samples of a drink called Magic Mind. Now, you're supposed to take Magic Mind in the morning. It gives you a clear head and an energy boost. I literally took it this morning because I had a busy day. Right? Yeah, and I got to say, on... Uh, Twitter DMs. Yeah, James said it was working really well, and he felt really good. I and genuinely did I'm say genuinely, that. Yeah, this is genuine. Yes. Magic Mind is made from matcha and various other nootropics. How about that? But I did recommend it to you guys. Yes, it's a little you, shot thing you drink. I've had matcha before, and I I do I love it. So if you're interested, I have a twenty percent off code to share with you guys. Go to magicmind.co/evil and enter the code evil twenty at checkout. There is a money back guarantee. If you get the subscription, it's 40% off with that code. This 40% off code only lasts for 10 days. So check it out. Well, everybody, it's the funnest part of the show called Evil Men. It's the part of the show where one of us reveals who the subject is. And this week, it's Chris's turn to tell us who he's picked to be the evil man. Chris, who is it? 
I'll give you a hint. Blank fiddled while blank burned. Okay. Villain both those blanks. Uh, famous Celtic fiddler uh, uh, Martin Hayes. Um, uh, Ashley McIsaac. Ashley McIsaac. Remember? About mm-hmm. uh, what burned? Oh, shit. Good uh, point. Cape Breton? <laughs> Ashley McIsaac fiddled while Cape Breton burned. <laughs> I'm stumped. The saying is Nero fiddled while Rome burned. Oh. oh or something like that. Yeah. That's my hell? subject today. Interesting. It's like how Bill Clinton played saxophone. Nero was the first Bill Clinton because he played an instrument. Yeah, but Bill Clinton played the saxophone while America got introduced to grunge. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't as crazy at that time. I well, did not no, I have guess sexual relations with that saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> I did not inhale that saxophone. I blew into it. <laughs> Exhaled I into it. I did not stick my dick in that saxophone. So Nero. Emperor Nero from the ancient Roman times, the Roman Empire. <laughs> Damn. So he was an emperor in ancient Rome. Poof. Must have been so in his life. Emperor Nero from Ro- ancient Rome is bad. His, his full name, Nero Claudius Caesar Augustus Germanicus, hmm. actually born Lucius Domitius Ahanobarbus. He was born in 15 December AD 37. Wow. And died in 9 June AD 68. <laughs> so it was a little long in the tooth. Yeah. And he was uh he was around just after Jesus. That's about Christ. 30 years of uh life. Oh, he's only 30 when he died. But yeah, yeah. actually wait. I wonder when Jesus was put to death. I guess it was in theory 0, but it probably wasn't actually. Zero, it was year 33. Was it year 30 So he was born in 0? I think they waited for the clock to hit zero. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mary was, she was like, I, have, I can't hold it much longer. Yeah. But either way, um, he's close to Jesus' time. Yeah, yeah. Kind of cool. It's cool that to picture Jesus being born and then a whole, the whole time and like timeline shifts of the planet. Like a big, yeah. like everything changes on the planet at that time. People feel differently. Things like look brighter. Yeah. That's probably what happened after Jesus came out of her vagina. Mm-hmm. So anyways... <laughs> Nero was the fifth Roman emperor and final emperor of the Julio-Claudian dynasty. Now, Damn. here's the thing. We did Caligula before. Yes. So I just want to give a timeline. in the head. Mm-hmm. Yes. They all were. It's crazy. So I just want to give a timeline of Roman emperors because even for me, hmm. I'm always stressed like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. So, <laughs> so after the uh, whatever, the revolution or whatever, when it became an empire... Uh, first we had Augustus, mm-hmm. right? Then Tiberius, mm-hmm. who we know messed up Caligula and made him a fucked up oh, dude. Remember that? Okay, this is, yeah. We're going back a long time yep. now. Then Claudius, then Nero. Nero. And Nero was actually Claudius's nephew, um, but we'll see. Then and Julius then, Caesar? No. Uh, I think Augustus was Julius Augustus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pick a name. Cool names, though, hey? Uh, better than uh, Michael or you know James or Chris. Well, that's These names. your opinion. Germanicus. Imagine if your name James was Germanicus. Oh, Julius Caesar was Augustus's great uncle. Fucking cares. But after, you know how they're all like Nero ruined ancient Rome? Yes. Mm-hmm. Or the empire of Rome? It's true. They had all these dumb guys that couldn't hold a... Like, they were like an emperor for like a couple months after him for a long time. After Nero? Galba. Otho. Oh, Louis Vitellius. Don't respect them. Vespasian. 
Titus lasted about a year or two. Domitian, quite a bit. And then Nerva. And then it was kind of just all going downhill after that. So after, but you got Marcus Aurelius at one sixty one to one eighty CE, and he's got he's got those books that everybody likes. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, it's it's interesting <laughs> to learn about history, you know. Yeah. So Nero was in the in the mix. He was one of the he was one emperors. of the guys. Yeah. Yeah, but he's the one that really started the downfall of the Roman Empire. Yeah. But some argue. Which is so annoying when you're trying to do research for this ancient history crap. <laughs> All the fucking articles are different. So right. I read a whole article today being like, oh, I'm going to bone up on how awful Nero was. Yeah. And then it became one of those revisionists like, actually, a lot of people didn't know that Nero actually did a lot for ancient Rome. And a lot of this is like hearsay by his right. naysayers. Not helpful right. to the So podcast. I was like, fuck you. Tell me the shit about him boiling people alive in hot water. It sounds like the evil men of this episode... Aside from Nero, is all these historians writing these articles that have conflicting points of view? It's, yes, yeah, those you know? are the true evil men. We don't need the nuance. Just give us the <laughs> the shit. Just yeah. Give us the salacious dirt. <clears throat> no. Write an article called "Dirty Dirty Ass Nero." Okay, so anyways, um, yeah, so uh, he reigned from AD fifty four as the emperor until his death in AD sixty eight. So, like I said, he was adopted by the Roman Emperor Claudius at the age of 13 and succeeded him on the throne. Right. Nero was popular with the members of the Praetorian Guard and lower-class commoners in Rome and its provinces, but was deeply resented by the Roman aristocracy. Reminds me of Rob Ford. Yes! Oh, because the... uh the, the, the rich people looked down on him yeah, because he, he was speak properly, rough around the edges. Yeah, he wasn't refined. He probably didn't know how to eat a lobster properly. Reminds um, me of Rob Ford too, because uh, they were both big fans of like reggae, reggaeton. Yeah. Like, remember when Rob Ford was, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Rob, dancing yeah. to Bob Marley and, and everything? the Leafs? It's funny that you say yeah, that. Both love the Leafs. Yeah, I'm going off book here, but do you want to hear something that I did not know about Nero? That is like one of the funniest things in the world. Sure, yeah. like. He was, people always think of him as like this savage uh, psychopath, which I think is true, but also because all the articles are fucking different, like I said, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but one thing they all agree on, he was obsessed with singing and acting. Really? (laughs) And that's why Rome burned. He didn't actually burn Rome or so like he didn't actually play a fiddle while Rome burned, but it's basically... They say that because it's more like an expression they say said later, as in like fiddling about. Yeah, fiddling about or like not giving a, a shit about ancient Rome. They focused. didn't call it ancient Rome at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, ancient Rome's on fire. <laughs> Yeah. He was more like concerned about like nailing his big audition than like <laughs> making sure the garbage collection was running properly or there was clean right. water. While well, the center part yeah. of Rome <laughs> that did burn. Uh, after it burned to the ground, Nero did start building a big like theater there called the Golden House for singing and dancing. He was a he sounds guy, all right to me. He was a yeah. guy obsessed with singing and dancing. Anyways, that's a funny thing that he comes sounds like up James more. Corden. Yeah, so imagine oh James God. Corden was the emperor of America. <laughs> <laughs> it would be absolutely yeah. a a dictatorship. It's oh like it would yes, one hundred percent. But I mean, like an oppressive, horrible yeah. dictatorship, benevolent. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. I see. So I'll give you just a little bit of a background. Mm. On Did we just crack like a new take on history that James, like Nero, was the James Corden of his day? I. That's big. You know what? There's there's uh, sculptures of 
of uh, Nero that he's got some similarities to <laughs> James Corden for sure. Except another thing that he was really famous for was he had a neck beard, like a chin strap. Oh, I saw a picture of him recently yeah. on Twitter, uh. and they recreated what Nero would have looked like based on a bust, yeah. and he looked like shit. He looked like a WWF tag team wrestler <laughs> called like the hillbilly yeah. brothers or, or something i'm not kidding <laughs> some of those like uh scary open micers you see around yes <laughs> alt-right open micers yes that's basically what nero looked like if you are on twitter check yeah. it out he, he, he was i mean it's not good to judge people based on their looks but i'm gonna say nero wouldn't be on our handsome guy list let's just put it that way right <clears throat> yeah sorry nero since i did jump ahead to the fire part I will just say this part now so we can dive into some evilosity and then I'll go back to some other stuff. Yeah, so what happened when the fire broke out actually mm-hmm. was Nero was actually 35 miles away at his villa at Antium. And when he got the news, he rushed back to the city to begin administering aid immediately. He mm-hmm. did do some nice stuff as an emperor. Can't, you know, so far, he can't fault awesome. him for that. Yeah. The the reason that the fiddling myth mm. arose was thanks to the Roman people's belief that Nero was a pampered aristocrat who cared little for the plight of his people. Mm. He was considered to be so callous and carefully f- carefree that he could play music while his people suffered. Damn. But here we go. After the Great Fire, the public came to the incorrect conclusion that Nero had actually started the nine-day blaze that engulfed two-thirds of Rome in order to throw the scent off his trail... Nero put the blame squarely on Christians. This is true. And Christians were just like a small like sect at that time. There wasn't like... Yeah. So people thought, you did this, Nero. And he was like, it was the Christians. But why would he do it? So what he did... Um, I don't know, because they didn't like him. He hmm. took he took the, the persecuting Christians with glee and had them thrown to dogs. Like, Not even lions. No, dogs. <laughs> Nailed to crosses, which we've heard before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. JC! And on occasion, this is one of his most evil things I've read so far, he dipped Christians in oil, set them on fire, and used them to light uh, and illuminate his gardens at night. <laughs> that's that's like uh, patio lanterns on crack. <laughs> Those patio lanterns are Christians. <laughs> <laughs> is my garden beautiful at night? <laughs> Exactly, yeah. yeah. Isn't my garden beautiful, darling? <laughs> uh, Kim Mitchell, you have to change the lyrics for that. <laughs> <laughs> Those patio lanterns. Lighten so, up our lives. I wonder if Americans yeah. know that song. God is the answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> patio lanterns by Kim Mitchell. Check it out, Americans. Check it out. <laughs> um, so this is just another example of Christians being persecuted for their faith, which still <laughs> continues to this day. Yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> It's just awful to hear about. Um, I know. Yeah. I know. Like now when you go on Twitter and you say, these fundamental Christians should not uh, spew their hate towards, uh, you know, people of, uh, you know, transgender or homosexual relationships or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. And then Christians come back and say, again, this is the same yeah. persecution that we felt under Nero. <laughs> You're basically <laughs> dipping us in oil and lighting us on fire <laughs> in the garden. You're basically lighting us on fire. <laughs> I got Jesus' blood all over me. I'm not scared of lighting your garden on fire. <laughs> Is there a Slayer song about a burning Christian in a garden? <laughs> Probably. If not, guys, get on it. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds um, like a Mike Palazzo song. <laughs> so I'll go back, but I just wanted to say that one yeah. because that one is pretty much... 
It so, will start with a bang. Sometimes okay. you know when a movie yeah. starts yeah. with an action yes. sequence. In, yes. the, in the positive I column, to do that. in Nero's positive column, he had he a likes garden. Singing. <laughs> he has a garden. He likes singing and dancing and acting, which that is, is good. fun. Yeah. I met a lot of my best friends doing that, actually. I'm not yes. afraid to say it. In the <laughs> negative column, uh, feeding them to dogs. I mean, and that would take a long time, as you said. Yes. Imagine being eaten by like a... A poodle. chihuahua. Yeah, yeah. Good uh, luck. You'd be you like, might want to cancel your yeah. lunch the next day because you're going to be <laughs> being eaten for a while. You're like, honey, yeah, uh, yeah you might want to uh, get something to eat. Uh, this chihuahua is taking his time, and you're looking at your watch. And he'd and have to like, eat, like, speaking a of hand getting hungry, poo it out, and then eat a, another hand, and then poo that out. Yeah. It would take a month. Speaking but. of getting eaten for so long yeah. that you actually get hungry, I wonder if there were some Christians who were mm-hmm. being eaten by dogs yeah. and then also tried to eat some of the dog. <laughs> to, to satiate their own hunger. Oh my Guys God. Eating each other? Is this a circle, a cerebus of man dog eating each other? <laughs> it's a bleak. It's a, it was a bleak. Not time. a cerebus. What's the Ouroboros? Ouroboros. The, oh, snake the eating, snake thing. But it's like a man and dog yeah. connected together eating yeah. each other. Arf! Ouch! Arf! Ouch! Arf! Ouch! Yum! Ouch! Yeah. Put ketchup on both of them. <laughs> they did have ketchup in ancient Rome. Beep beep. <laughs> Beep beep. <laughs> so yeah, so he was born in uh, Antium in Italy to his mother Agrippina the Younger. Now remember this name, Agrippina. She's crazy, man. And his father Gnaeus Domitius Anobarbus. What? I just said, was she good looking? Oh yeah. Okay. Everybody was good looking back then. They looked like sculptures. His father, a former Roman consul, died when he was about three years old, and his mother was banished by the Emperor Caligula, leaving him in the care of an aunt. His name at birth was Lucius Domitius Anatobarbus. I already said that. <laughs> but honestly, it is funny to say again because it's hard to pronounce. So he's. I didn't realize Caligula. So Caligula said to his mama, "Yeah, because she was always like here. scheming. She was always treacherous. Yeah. And so yeah. maybe the roots of Nero's." messed up brain might have been part, partly due to Caligula. The whole family lineage Jeez. was fucking nuts. It reminds me of Royal Tannenbaums, you know? Yeah. Mm. Or something <laughs> you'd see on Jerry Springer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when I was watching Royal Tannenbaums, I thought, this is like a Jerry Springer episode. <laughs> <laughs> After the murder of Caligula in January 41 AD and the ascension mm. of uh, Emperor Claudius, uh, mother and son were reunited. His huh? ambitious mother I would mean... go on to marry Claudius, who was also her uncle, in 49 AD. Well, so this is how Nero came back in the his fold. His mom married his uncle, yeah. who was the em- the emperor. So he basically became the son-nephew of Claudius. Um, Ew. Mm-hmm. Wait, so did it? was that her brother or, I guess, her husband's brother? I don't... Uh, darn, I shouldn't ask you... Uh, uh, it doesn't questions. say. Um, whatever it is, it's not natural, right? It's yes. not good. You don't marry your brother's husband's brother. Yeah. If you marry your husband's brother and make your son his nephew's son, you might be a Roman emperor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She saw to it that um, Claudius adopted Nero, giving him the new name, Nero. And his tutors included the famous philosopher Seneca. Yes. Seneca College right here in Ontario. Yes. And he's the Stoic philosopher that all our... Stoic uh, modern men are reading now and uh, imitating. Does Seneca College just teach like, like, air, like uh, uh, heating and c- like cooling technology? I think it's maybe a bit of a trades college. Like, yes, hotel maintenance 
classes well, that's named not after insult a, our, no, no, those are know, good jobs probably pay better than what we do yes obviously. i'm sure they do but it's just funny that it's named after a, a roman philosopher <laughs> it is it truly is yeah wait what do they teach at seneca college i don't know like probably like truck repair and yeah uh, how uh, to fix a truck in the cold winter night <laughs> stoically like, like the yeah. ancient great seneca yeah um yeah, so uh, Seneca advised Nero Seneca teaches aviation, business, <laughs> education, fashion, health and wellness, hospitality and tourism. Hosp- just to name a few. Tourism, something yes. that the ancient Roman philosopher Seneca probably w- felt passionately about. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, and Seneca advised Nero in uh continuing into his reign even uh, after being his tutor as a young boy. Um and he also wrote the proclamation, which explained why Nero killed his mother. Fuck. Yeah. Who did that? Nero did. Oh. He killed his own freaking mother, Agrippina. <laughs> Imagine killing your own mom. Like, Mike, I know you were mad at your mom that Agrippina time she brought the, the cheese plate to Christmas dinner last James, year, James. but you would never do that. Go murder, that far. Murder. I'm going to be very clear. Say this once. Murder never crossed my mind. When you when you it was your job at Christmas to bring yeah, a cheese, cheese plate, plate and your mom yes. brought also yeah. brought a cheese yeah plate. murder never crossed my mind but I was miffed but now that you bring this up because Christmas is coming closer I'm starting to feel anxious she's on thin ice about the cheese plate Mike's mom year. is on very thin ice with oh. Mike right now <laughs> no 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 it's no, like no, an I'm ancient Roman Sorry. tragedy <laughs> in my mind it's just jo- joking about your mom somehow in my mind is free reign but it is your no. mother I shouldn't joke it, thank but, you but yeah Nero wasn't expected to be emperor. However, after Emperor Claudius married his niece, Nero's mother, Agrippina. <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Nero wasn't expected to be emperor, right? But then, of course, now he was Claudius's Next in line. Nephew son. And sorry, he, um, he killed his mom just to be closer to the throne, essentially? Probably? Well, first of all, Claudius died... From eating too many mushrooms. Oh, now, Claudius no. was known as like a glutton. Okay. Reminds me of Super Mario, but uh, if something bad happened. Boy? Yeah. No, but. Yoshi? No, you're hallucinating. It was really. Yeah, thought of that Agrippina poisoned the mushrooms so Claudius would die. That's low. And she pinned the deed on another woman. Plan ultimately backfired, though. As once Nero took the throne at the young age of 17, he was warned by both his advisors and his friends to watch out for Agrippina. In an attempt to secure his hold on the throne, Nero poisoned his stepbrother, Britannicus. No! What a... Britannicus. What a nerd. Is Britain named after Britannicus, the guy who was killed by Nero in his like youth? Wow. I don't know. And then, fearing his own mother's wrath, he had Agrippina taken out a few years after. Yeah, so he married his stepsister Octavia, and he became the heir apparent and became the emperor. But and is it correct that it was his stepsister? He came home early one day, yeah, and he found her uh, in the shower, <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "No one's home. I know you've always wanted to." And he was like, "Oh, we shouldn't." And then, yeah, uh, Nero actually came home to the royal palace or whatever yeah, they yeah, called yeah. it, yeah. 
and found Octavia, his stepsister, stuck in a laundry machine. Oh, God. With her butt sticking out perfectly. Right. So that kind of thing has been happening since like the ancient times. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. I have a few things here on Nero and Octavia's marriage. Okay, go. Nero, Nero was 15 and she was 13 or 14. Okay. <clears throat> a little bit young for marriage, fun. I would yeah. say. No. Um, yeah, so Octavia was Claudius's daughter from a previous marriage. Um, so they became kind of, yeah, like stepbrother and sister, like you said. But apparently it was not a happy marriage. No. Nero, Nero had various affairs. He, he Reminds her- me in Kev- of Kevin Klein in I Love You to Death. Had lots of affairs on Tracy Ullman. Um, and uh, Octavia was going to divorce was maybe looking into a divorce, uh, but yeah. Octavia was exiled and executed on charges of adultery. Yeah. her According to ancient writers, um, this made the public very upset because they liked Octavia. She sounded great yeah. and has a cool name. Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. But apparently she, she couldn't produce an heir, which uh, oh. contributed to Nero being kind of pissed off at her. Right. Yeah. Well, and then he... Married another woman named Poppea Sabina. <laughs> Poppea like Sabina. It's a beautiful name. In the year 62 AD. And she would give birth to their daughter, who lived only about three months. Mm. And he took the death of their infant daughter hard and had the baby deified. In 65 AD. Deified? Like made into a god? I guess. Wow. And in 65 AD, while Poppea was pregnant again, she died. Now, ancient writers say Nero killed her by kicking her to death. Hmm. Um, I know, I know, it's the World Cup, but calm down, man. <laughs> oh, <God>. Finally, James <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> goes dark. <laughs> but yeah, there's apparently there's a poem from Egypt that cast doubt on this, showing Papea in the afterlife wanting to stay with Nero. But that's based on a poem yeah. written after the fact. Mm. Some people don't believe he did it. Maybe she died uh, giving birth. Right. But this is the cool part. After <laughs> this is the cool part of this tragedy. After Popea, what the fuck is her name? After Popea Sabina died, <laughs> Nero. And you've seen this in succession. Tom talks about it to cousin Greg. Mm-hmm. Nero actually had a teen boy that he had a crush on castrated. And made to look like Popea, and he married him. Wait a second. Hold up. Beep, 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 beep. So mm-hmm. Nero uh, kills his mom, executes his first wife, possibly kicks his second wife to death, then finds a boy who kind of looks l- like her, mm-hmm. castrates him, and says, you're like my second wife. Mm-hmm. My goodness. You know, they say after a breakup, you know, you might date someone who looks sort of like your ex. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, but this this is too far. See, I mean, he, I'm sorry. He's going, uh, yeah, he's doing it in a weird rogue, way Rogue, to say the least. Going rogue. Um, yeah, it's an odd move. Uh, and did they actually have a wedding ceremony? Um, I mean, it's such a lot of work. Yeah, like, yeah. there's plenty of fish in the sea. You don't need to yeah. go to these lengths. But, I mean, also, who are we to judge? Um, mm-hmm. The heart wants what the heart wants, <laughs> right? I yeah, guess that's one way to look at yeah. it. That is true. Damn. Well, hey, I tell you what, he, the evilometer is uh, <laughs> score is rising rapidly. <laughs> the first, you know, twenty minutes, he didn't seem that bad, but 
not seeming great anymore. Yeah, the young boy's name was Sporus. And uh, yeah, he did. He castrated him and married him with all the usual ceremonies, including a dowry and a bridal veil. Where was the media at it this It is point? believed that he did this out of regret for his killing of Papea. Right. Yeah, that really makes it up for it. I've yeah. felt bad enough to find a new person. <laughs> like, after I've broken up with someone. Yeah. I've been like, shit, I, could, I should castrate a boy and dress him <laughs> up like my ex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, Nero probably the, had a a crazy um, bachelor party, right? Because he was excited for his marriage. I bet that the boys, um, what is, it, what is it called? The hen party, um, the bridal mm-hmm. party, mm-hmm. but yeah. it wasn't quite as uh, exuberant on his For the end. boy, right. His, so you're right. saying maybe yeah, Nero yeah. had a bachelor party, but the bachelor like, getting married party again? with yeah, yeah. this boy might not have been as fun yeah I, it's not exactly like you they, know that we say you go to nashville and there's all these bachelorette parties and everyone's wearing funny hats yeah mm-hmm. like those penis antennas yeah and the like, boy probably didn't go to nashville didn't go to nashville probably didn't do it's shots good. all night and like uh uh you know dance with other guys because it's her last chance you know what i mean yeah, yeah. maybe it, him and horrible maybe sporus and his friends danced to the pounding beat of the droplets of blood dripping from where his scrotum used to be <laughs> hitting the the floor. I mean, it's so long ago that they don't seem like real people to me. But that is horrific. Those are his blood drops. Do you know what I'm saying, though? When we talk about people from ancient Rome, I'm like, it's not a real person in my mind. So I can laugh at whatever happened. But... That is very horrific. No, My but God. honestly, trigger warning to anyone out there who's been castrated by a Roman emperor. <laughs> yes, most definitely. Most deaf. Yeah, wow. it is. Um, it seems like life was pretty brutal back then, um, just all around. Um, wouldn't uh, wouldn't trade places with uh, the average ancient Roman. He was just mm. a shithead. Yeah. I don't. You know, but I, okay. So I want to tell you a few funny things that I thought were funny about him. Okay. So like, remember the I lighter said, side, of yeah, Nero, the lighter side of Emperor Nero. So remember, I said that he was obsessed with singing and dancing. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, some of his closest advisors supposedly encouraged him to perform publicly. According to some historians, however, the emperor had a slight and indistinct voice. So that he moved his whole audience to laughter and tears at once. I also read that sometimes the audience would commit suicide when he was singing. But he was always putting on big shows. And in order to ensure that his poor ego wasn't hurt, Nero pulled together a special squad of 5,000 soldiers called Augustans, whose only job was to clap when Nero's performance prompted it. So it's like the grandest version of Jeb yeah. Bush being like, please clap. <laughs> also, imagine being like a Roman, like, it's my patriotic, you know, privilege to sign up and defend, you know, my country by being in the military. And you're like, I got my posting today. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to fight a war in, you know, some far- faraway land. Yeah. My job is to watch the emperor do his plays. Come on, soldiers, <laughs> to the theater to watch the emperor sing. <laughs> <laughs> Like they all march in in single file. Yeah, Uh, so uh, soldiers were also encouraged to also get that regular audience involved in shouting applause like, come on, maggot, (laughs) applaud. Do you like this performance? 
Yeah, and then wow. um, this is another thing I wanted to say. There were there was a bunch of wars that did happen. Like I said, some articles argue that mm-hmm. he did some all right stuff for infrastructure and uh, conquests during in Rome I, during I his s- time. I do see here but, that he brought Rome to the brink of collapse in his fourteen year rule. Yeah, uh, because he ignored his rule in favor of hedonistic and apparently depraved pursuits he almost bankrupted the empire to pay for his palace well there is a sexual that's what i'm saying and that's the palace yeah like a hollywood freak in charge of a country imagine that well there's some sexual exploits i didn't say yet because i'm not sure because sometimes we avoid that stuff but if you want me to just say it well not some of the hedonistic tendencies would he would tie up young boys and girls and he would dress up in the hides of animals and then ravage them and act like he was eating their flesh and etc you get it i feel like that's too dark but it's also on the same weirdly blood lineage as stuff caligula would and uh tiberius would freaking do right yep remember those guys yes so keep it in there because it's just freaking history and these guys were insane okay yeah but i want to say um in 66 AD, not long after the death of Papea, his second wife, yeah. not the fake one, and child, <clears throat> Nero embarked on a trip to Greece, hey. which had been under Roman control for about two centuries by this time. Always a lover of Greek culture, mm. um, Nero took part in several Greek festivals, taking home <laughs> 1,808 first prizes for his artistic presentations. Wow. Oh. Good for him. So he the, like went and did like a one man show kind of in Greece <laughs> and won everything. And like, wow. The Greeks also agreed to postpone the Olympic Games by one year so that Nero could compete in them. Because you know how it's like every yeah, four yeah, yeah, years, yeah, yeah. so they were like, yeah. uh, er, Nero wants to. Um, yeah. So athletic contests were added uh, for the first time. Uh, artistic competitions were added to the athletic competitions, which included singing and acting <laughs> just for Nero. <laughs> That's amazing. I wish that the so I have cards on the table. I don't really care about the Olympics, summer or winter. Um, I know I'm going to get an earful from the audience, but imagine if they added to the Summer Olympics, like there's like, you know, track and field, uh, judo, baseball, singing and dancing. Yeah. Uh, acting. Not a terrible idea. Two monologues. One. That's actually a, one honestly a good classical idea. and one from the modern repertoire. Mm, uh, you talking to me? Yeah. And a song from musical Competing theater. Competing for the United States, Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to test them for drugs before you yeah. know it just could make the Olympics I like, like that Mike yeah, I actually yeah. like that thank you and I'm a sports fan thank you Um. so just Wait. to oh, sorry Chris oh. go ahead okay what no, no, are you gonna no, say no no you finish no you go I sorry I was just gonna add on to what you were saying so uh, <laughs> did you sorry can there also be um guitar competition in the I love Olympics? it okay 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 <laughs> <laughs> like a nice Brazilian sort of guitar. Welcome to the Olympics. <laughs> Chris, did you have that um, Romans considered the idea of an emperor performing on stage as the ultimate disgrace? Because he, so he's writing. This poetry. is actually like all the heinous stuff he did to people, like the Christians and his family members that he murdered. Um, I just saw my hair in the mirror, and I really am starting cool. to look like Peter Boyle <laughs> in Taxi Driver. You look cool. Um, yeah, he? that is like what turned a lot of the aristocrats against him That's the interesting. most. Because all the emperors were fucking savage and psycho. Yeah, right? so they thought so that he lowered lot of the, the office by so, acting and singing. And yeah, dancing. yeah, a lot of the bad like. Uh, 
post-death Nero stories and tales about him were made because of like the aristocracy like trashing him for those reasons. Right. But I do have this. He was doing a chariot race in the, in the Olympic Games. Like he won eighteen hundred and eight medals, right? So he's doing a chariot race to the, and he fell out of the chariot during the race and still won the top gold medal. <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, that'd be stressful if you're competing against the emperor to be like always like, oh, we have to fall back behind him. Yeah, uh, yay! Oh. So he was one of those psychos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's yeah, and his singing was bad. Apparently, there's a funny note <laughs> like here. Like I said, uh, they would people would commit suicide. It sounds like just a legend, but according to historyextra.com, <laughs> um, so Nero forced people to watch his performances. So like, even though yeah. the Romans considered this an ultimate disgrace that a that a emperor would like be an actor, he didn't care because he craved the adulation too much, and he forced people to watch his performances without letting them leave. And wow. uh, supposedly, some pretended they had died so they would be carried out of the theater. Okay. That sounds apocryphal, but it's yeah. pretty funny. Wow. Um. So there you go. And remember, I want to say a funny thing. Um. Yeah, I uh, remember I mentioned that embarrassing like neck beard, chin strap beard he had. Yep. Um. <laughs> so shout out to a uh, guy like that doing like a a serious monologue <laughs> with a neck, uh, like a chin strap beard, doing like I'm doing going to do a monologue from Glen Gary, Glen Ross right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I wish I remembered how that Glen Gary, Glen Ross went. But yeah, but yeah, so he institu- instituted Juvenalia, it was called. Ah. It was games in honor of his beard. <laughs> so in 59 AD, when Nero was 22, he finally started getting enough facial hair to merit a shave. Is this serious right now? Yes. Okay. In honor of this rite of passage, the boy emperor instituted Juvenalia, or the Games of Youth. Literally a festival commissioned because Nero was going to shave. <laughs> The festival distinguished itself as a a show. The festival distinguished itself as a showcase for the performing arts, consisting of every known kind of theatrical performance. Of course, (laughs) Rome's most prominent members were expected to join the cast and look like they enjoyed doing it. So again, he's forcing people to just watch him perform and perform Mm -hmm. with him. When some members put on masks to hide their identities. Uh, Nero demanded their faces be shown to the public. <laughs> so it's the same old thing. Uh, he's genuinely insane. That is really funny, the idea that he forces like the powerful and mighty in Roman society to like, they have to come and watch him and pretend that they enjoy it. So I was, the, those, my friends who I made the movie with in, in uh, PEI this summer, Susan Kent and Jeremy Larder, Jeremy wrote and directed it. Uh, I told them I was looking up. I had to learn stuff. I told them this afternoon. I have to learn stuff about Nero fast. <laughs> and they found out that he had this really embarrassing chin strap beard. So that I told them about the juvenilia, the games in honor of his beard. And Jeremy sent me this tidbit of info, which I don't know where he got it, but it says Nero shaved his beard at the festival, which was a traditional celebration that marked the emergence of a male into full manhood. Uh, his beard was placed in a golden box as an offering to the gods. Wow! Imagine so, being a god, you wake up on you know the next morning like, ooh, nice golden box. I wonder what's in it. Um, yeah, like what do you guys do with your shavings? 
Honestly, I usually hold a wastebasket like right under my face. Yeah. So because otherwise it goes all over the damn bathroom. That's crazy. It's not. <laughs> what shame. do you do? You I let it pop into the sink no, and then I wipe then it up with toilet all the paper sink and shit. Goes down the fucking Wait, so you drain. hold a garbage can under your ha- face? Oh my God, a, we got to go around and basket. act how we shave because I feel like it's very indicative of how we each do an episode. Sure. Because sure. cat. Kathleen gets mad at me that some of my hairs are all still all over the fucking place. I get not, mad at I'm myself when my hairs get all over the place. And then, I, I, okay, so you keep the... a garbage can under your face. <laughs> Let's like slightly reframe this: a wicker basket that's has a has a little plastic bag in it. You know what I'm saying? A garbage bin. A little, a little, a fancy little basket. A little basket. The waste paper basket. A waste paper basket that and writers use when they crumple hands, up their ideas when they're and no with good. With my other hand, I get my buzzer and I trim my beard, and it goes in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> I have done it over the sink, but the cleaning it up is a pain in the ass, and my sink got clogged, and that was a pain in the ass. So I yeah, don't do it anymore. The clogged sink. Yeah. I did it over the sink. Just wash it all. But down. you're just—you don't have a beard. Oh my gosh, Mike, yeah. that is. But you. But when you shave, that's not like. Imagine how much hair oh, comes yeah. off when I trim. Can yeah. you get a full beard? Uh, maybe now I could. I haven't tried. Now that you've hit puberty. Time. Now that I've hit puberty. Well, when you do grow, <laughs> finally grow a full beard, yeah. we'll do a juvenilia. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be so nice. That'd be fun. How do you, so, Chris, you just trim it over the sink. Yeah, but you know what? I don't. I am a very hairy man, as you know, and oh, I yeah. get in trouble for being hairy all the time in my house because random hairs go this way and that. <laughs> but I do it in the sink. But I try to wipe it up mostly with wet mm-hmm. toilet paper. Oh yeah, I've done and that. Then put it in the waste paper basket. And any stragglers. I try to do a good job. Yeah. But some stragglers do go down the sink, but not enough to clog it. No way, man. But it happens over time, dude. My uh, I know, I my, think you're uh, right. I'm under fucked. my sink a pipe eroded. I'm fucked. And I had to get Thomas Rivas, uh, our friend who's a plumber to come and help me and install a new pipe because it was full of shit. If anything Nero's <laughs> taught me so far today is I'm fucked. My sink's going to get clogged, man. <laughs> <laughs> it honestly might I hate to break it to you but I feel like it's weird like if you're super addicted to singing and performing <laughs> to the point where you're <laughs> forcing a whole empire mm. to humor you yeah. and you kill your two wives and then castrate a boy and say he's your wife yeah mm-hmm. do you remember the episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where Data the android he wants to learn to be funny. I do. So right? he creates I've a holodeck program where yeah, he yeah. tries stand-up comedy, yeah. and he does a joke, and everyone laughs. Yeah. And soon he realizes, it doesn't matter what I say, they're just programmed to laugh, so this is em- ultimately empty for me. Yeah. Nero, oh, no. why wasn't why didn't you have the same realization that Data did when yeah. he was summoning Joe Piscopo in the holodeck? What's wrong with you, Nero? Can't you tell that they're they're not really enjoying it? James, this is yeah. really that's a really smart point you brought up. I would love for you to be able to show Nero that episode of Star Trek the Next Generation. Honestly, and learn from a data. Lot of pe- it would have helped a lot of people. Fuck. But we can't do that obviously. I, I mean not with maybe in the future if technology allows you'll be able to show Nero that episode of Star Trek the uh, Next Generation in a perfect world. Yeah. My god. Yeah. Um, the image of Nero as dastardly was so pervasive that his actions might have contributed to the personification of the Antichrist in the New Testament and the belief that when said Antichrist arose, he would do so in the form of the emperor. And so I feel like that's just a little tidbit I wanted to throw out there because kind of makes sense to me because of 
he turned Christians into lamps for his garden. I feel like they would remember that for years to come. You think mm. that he was like the model they based the devil on when they wrote the New Testament? Yeah, basically. Hmm. Interesting, right? I just want to summarize here some of the terrible things before we get to the evil on To his death? And his death. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Did he <laughs> die? Cut that out. Did he ever die? <laughs> well, actually, okay, I'll just get to it. Sorry, guys. Hmm. Um, I have it written down somewhere. It seems like I had a I found a good article that said how he died. Here's a decent thing. Okay, I have I have something. If you need help, but if you got it, fuck on. So here's what so the empire started becoming increasingly unstable. Mm. There were conflicts everywhere, right? Yeah, because he was also using like you said a lot of the you know funds to build his golden house <laughs> and the military is all just watching his newest play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this he had to raise taxes wherever he could, right? And even take religious treasures just for his vanity projects, like the palace and the golden yeah. house. Yes, and uh, apparently, in Gaul, uh, home of Asterix and Obelisk, hey. uh, they rebelled, and um, Nero wasn't yeah. worried about it. Nero said allegedly, "Quote: I have only to appear and sing to have peace once more in Gaul." Yeah. Wow. And remember Galba, that shit emperor I talked about that came after him that lasted like a couple months. Yeah. Um, the Gaul, um, the Ro- the Roman governor in Gaul named Gaius Lilius Vindex. Uh, renounced Nero and declared his support for Galba at that time. Damn. He was then in Spain. And then it seems like the Senate, the Roman Senate, basically sided with Galba and declared Nero a public enemy. And uh, then uh, Nero had to flee the city. Yeah. He fleed the city and then they wouldn't even, I forget which city he got to, and they wouldn't even let him in. And then he had to like slink back to Rome. I think he was trying to find Broadway. Yeah. (laughs) Ding. Imagine like a weird emperor with a chin strap with like shit and piss marks all over his robe because he's been walking forever. Um, yeah, so not long afterward that, which you mentioned, James, the Praetorian Guard, the force charged with guarding the emperor himself, renounced their support for Nero and the now former emperor was declared an enemy of the people by the Senate. The following day, he killed himself. No. His last words were said to be, what an artist dies in me. Um, one thing that I read to uh, it, that's funny is the, the, the few supporters that he had left around him at the time, he was asking them to kill themselves first to show him <laughs> that it wasn't that hard. I just saw that. That's really funny. Yeah. Oh, so could you show me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> stab yourself. And also, yeah. I forget when he did it, but Seneca actually committed suicide. Um, I don't think it's around the same time, but Seneca committed suicide but because Nero told him to. God. Yeah. Think so, to yourselves, guys. Psycho, Bell, dude. Let's talk. Yeah. Don't do... Yeah. Damn. Well, so seems like the basic summary of Nero is he, because he was so 
obsessed with being an artist, he totally neglected running an empire, and it kind of started falling apart. And he then he did horrible things to uh, his wives and new boy wife, and then died. Yeah, that seems like that seems like Nero. The fiddling was he loved the arts. Yeah, never trust anyone who loves the arts. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Never, I uh, never elect them because I had to cram this research. I got a summary here from a guy from Listverse. Okay, and it kind of did what you did, but there's a bit more detail. Can oh. I say it? Please do. This is a summary, but, but it's good to summarize it before we bring out the uh, evilometer. Mm-hmm. Evilometerus. Uh, testicles. So this is. Thank you so much to list first. <laughs> yeah, dude. What's evilometers? Evilometers. Uh, what's the yeah the ancient Latin Gaius. <laughs> Gaius evilometers. Nero murdered thousands of people, mm. including his aunt, stepsister, ex-wife, mother, wife, and stepbrother. Some were killed in searing hot baths. He poisoned, beheaded, stabbed, burned boiled, crucified, and impaled people. Is this a recipe or a list of crimes? I know. It sounds like he's uh, making a chicken dinner. (laughs) (laughs) He often, the R word, women, and cut off the private parts of both men and women. Um, Just a spoiled rich kid. Mm. Mm. Thousands of Christians were starved to death, burned, torn by dogs, and going back to what we were saying earlier, yeah, Fed to lions, all right? Dogs lions. and lions. Okay. okay. I think okay. it was you that was like, not even good enough for yeah, lions. Yeah. Lions, too. That's Crucified. Good. Uses torches and nails to crosses. Nailed to crosses. Uh, he was so bad that many of the Christians thought he was the Antichrist. He even tortured and killed the apostle Paul and the disciple Peter. Paul was beheaded and Peter really? was crucified upside down. Ugh, I don't know. He tortured the apostles, huh? I don't know. That's from list verse. <laughs> Maybe I should have just kept your summary. It was good. But there was a bit more detail there. There was fed to lions, and there was the boiled and searing hot baths, which I wanted to get to. Mm. I prefer it to a cold bath, I'll tell you right now. Did Nero really fucking kill the apostles? Hold on a sec. I had to that- take a cold shower recently, and it was not mm, very nice. No, it's not. It's horrible. Yeah. To be honest, so I like a hot bath. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who doesn't? It's Christian sources who report that. That feels like yeah. a little convenient. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what, you killed, I don't know. But Did you know they what? really know what happened to the apostles so much after the, the, the Bibles, you know? But you uh, know what? This is a fucking interesting act. Um, you know what? This is a fucking interesting uh, fact to bring up, though, in regards to Nero, because... Every time I do these goddamn history guys from ancient history, like I said, there's always conflicting information because, you know, modern historians are always like, you know, they have to make a name for themselves so they find contradictory information or they say it's heresy, uh, hearsay by the, um, by the, the enemies of the people, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Nero does have articles, like I read a whole one today trying to get the juice, trying to get the searing hot baths and the beheadings, mm. and I wanted that. And the article's like, he actually did all right for the infrastructure and the wars in, like, Spain. And you're like, fuck, dude. And then, but anyways, what I wanted to say was, um, I mean, it's totally right that Christians would use Nero as this pinnacle of horror to them. Like, and, and years later, seeing, like, he killed the apostles, Peter and Paul, mm-hmm. or, like, you know, use his image and his story as the Antichrist mm. because of what he did by using them as the, the 
when they were a smaller sect at the time as the scapegoat for the burning of Rome. Right. Where he started building the, the golden house and all that. So it's like, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, like he became maybe a symbol yeah. for us. And we grew up in a very Christian culture. And so we were hearing all this, you know, we're hearing that that version. That's true. Although he did seem pretty bad too. I think all the emperors, like we go, we we did Caligula way early on, and now Nero. But it and but in Caligula we learned about Tiberius and in whatever this one. What's his name? Cornelius. <laughs> what was his uncle's name? Nero's uncle. Claudius. 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 They're all fucked up. Yeah, They're fucked all up. fucking sick and demented. And this sounds like the origin of the still uh, is still happening now. The uh, mistrust between Hollywood and Christians. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't like there each other. There you go. Because there's a there's a past there. There's baggage. There is. You're right. Oh my god. A hundred percent. Actually, you're probably. It's probably not a joke. <laughs> but in this scenario, Hollywood actors were murdering. Um, Christians, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it got it got softened a a bit. It got softened a bit over time, but technically now Hollywood murders Christians in their stories because Mm. they always show, uh, you know, the difficulties of fundamentalist Christians' ideology in today's modern world, Mm -hmm. and Christians don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so you know, guys, I rushed and I'm sloppy at this stuff, but we got some good meat out of that, and you guys were hilarious. I think we got a great time. (laughs) I think. I had a great time. <laughs> I got to go to a comedy show now because I'm a stupid idiot, double booked. No, oh, I, I think <laughs> yes. we got a good general sense of Nero. A snapshot. Because that's all this podcast yep. is, Cole's yep. notes on a guy. We're well, we a- got a review recently, <clears throat> and I haven't done an episode since the Cottage Retreat. Yeah, not a, not a while. You guys do it a lot, and I'm going to say... Hmm. I'm not using you guys as scapegoats, but mm. someone gave us a review recently oh? where they said we don't go into much detail that you couldn't find anywhere on Wikipedia or something. Yeah, we got a one-star review. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Mike showed he? me. You don't know about no, it, James? No, no, no. Tell yeah. him. And the person was like, oh, they take forever to get to the topic, and they're not even really... Uh, they don't go on a deep dive. And like, so yeah, just to... It's not just me. Full he thinks that about all of us. Full disclosure, if you're looking to learn in detail about some historical figures... Evil Man, the comedy podcast, might not be the place to do that. You might want to go to university <laughs> uh, or read a biography on yes, a subject. Yes. If you want to get just sort of the, you know, the uh, forty-minute bullet point uh, list of, yes. of bad stuff that someone did, uh, maybe we can help. That's yeah. right. You literally listen to Evil Men to laugh and fall in love with me, Mike and James. If Absolutely. you're coming here for any other reason, you're Bat shit loco. Yeah. All right. You took a wrong turn. This is not for you. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you also framed it as like it's all like kind of blaming Mike and I because we do it all. Well. No, but because <laughs> I, you guys always laugh when I do it because it's no! sloppy. But we gotta, you know, have fun. No, okay, okay. Maybe it's my, it, okay. I will say this to the listeners too because they mm. hear me say this every now and then too. But yeah. I'm insecure. I'm bad at doing homework. I always was. But I think, you know... But I you try are, to put my own stank on Look, it. my two cents, you're the funniest person on the podcast. That's yeah. dead right. Yeah, I don't so, know. hey, if you're not as strong you at the research... smarter and funnier. No. If and you're handsomer not a, hey, and I'm, good at I'm research. I'm glad that if there's something I can extra contribute on because yeah. you're funnier than me on it. So, no. thank God you're not better at research or... You wouldn't even need Mike and I. Can I I'm say funny something? now because my hair looks like Peter Boyle in the <laughs> 70s. Can I, I think we got to just embrace it. 
My hair? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is it nice to eat filet mignon or a nice steak? Yes. But sometimes you want a dripping, poorly made, sloppy joe that just tastes good. One way to put it. I am the jumbo burgers of podcast hosts. I am the Apache burger of podcast hosts. But Chris, you're an extremely smart guy. And yeah. not everybody is adept at the skill of like note taking. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't make you not I smart. never was. I don't know how I graduated high school. I dropped out of university. I don't know how to do homework. <laughs> but I you're never a really did. smart guy. You're a really smart guy. It's a totally yeah, I'm di- self-taught. It's a unique. You're James Dean. Streets. Whereas me and James are like Fraser and Niles, and that is what the listeners feel. You guys are like Fraser and Niles, you're and James I'm Dean. like Martin. James Dean. <laughs> you're Marty. I'm Peter Boyle. You're From Marty. Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> oh, a spinoff with Fraser and Niles and. Peter, Peter Boyle, Boyle. everyone he loves died. Ow. Yeah. And he, but he kills um, Robert uh, Mitchum in uh, Friends of Eddie Coyle. I thought he was in that. I haven't seen it in like 15 years. It's so good. It's so good. And I love Robert Mitchum too. Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's time to bring out the evilometer. Oh, and look at how it's, look, look how the evilometer is dressed today. He's in a toga. Oh, and he's got a <laughs> bunch of grapes, and he's got what's that? Oh, a collection of Shakespeare, oh. and he's got a pair of shears. <laughs> <laughs> and what's that trailing behind him? Oh, it's a, a scrotum. I'm sure it's just uh, you know uh, grape skin or something Let's as hope. a joke, but yeah. uh, not very funny. Their anyway. evilometer. Um, well, uh, I guess I could go first. Sure, please. All right, Nero. I mean, look. He sounds like he's t- pretty top tier bad. Yeah. What he did to the boy alone would put you way up there. Yeah, you've been pounding your fists, like uh, your fist into your palm ever since Chris told you about the boy. Well, I do think it's horrific. You keep you mumbling. Not? You keep mumbling in, into the, the side uh, away from the mic. That boy. That boy. Mike, you are a truly a dark minded person. You don't <laughs> find that dark that this boy's. Anyway. No, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Um,. A lot of I'm, people, if they had a time machine, they'd go back in time and kill Hitler. I would go back in time and make that boy be okay. <laughs> I like it. Okay, 9.5. Whoa. He was really, I love really, that. really bad. Yeah, that's dope. Thank you. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I'll, I'll go next. Um, so We haven't had a high one in a while, too. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Maher, we were all like 1.8. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike, you should do a Bill Maher just to... Yeah, give us your Bill Maher score as well. Well, today yeah. I saw that he, uh, on his latest episode, he went on an anti-communism and anti-trans rant. So yes. it's not. Uh, I thought that was a joke. Uh, that he did that? Or no, like, yeah, yeah, like a Twitter trolling oh. joke. Yeah. Because it sounds so fucking stupid. Yeah. I'm going to give Bill Maher an 8.9. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Now, to the man at hand, to the dirty scoundrel at hand named Nero. You talking to me? No, I'm talking to the emperor. Uh, Nero. Oh, <laughs> Not the Nero. Not the Nero. The Nero. The Nero. Yeah. Talking to me? No. Uh, uh, I have to say that I do somewhat identify with Nero because I love to sing and dance as well and act, um, perform. Okay. Uh, I never feel more alive than when I'm on stage. 
Uh, I love to sing and dance like Nero, but I don't like to murder my wives and then castrate a boy, so he's getting a 9.6. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, dudes. Well, I don't do like the points like you guys. I always try to give it like a solid. I don't know. It's yeah. this weird rule you do since you. the beginning you do of you. time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going nine. <sighs> yeah, you got. But to. it's in the vibe of the same as you guys because yeah. I can't go. He's you know. not a ten because that's a true. No, true. Bo not Derek a ten, is a, honey. Yeah, yeah. Bo Derek but is a he's ten. Certainly in not the nines. <laughs> he's certainly in the nines. There's no yeah. way around yeah. it. He's in the nines. You're in the nines, honey. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> In New York, you're a six, but in Cleveland, you're a nine. You know in Toronto, you're a 15. Yeah, he killed his mom, killed both his wives, babies, uncles, yeah, bad, everything. Bad dad, bad hubby. Yeah, bad hubby. Bad actor. Killed all those Christians, used yeah. them as lamps to shine a light on his petunias. Yeah, It's fucking psycho. Made people watch theater. Well, I mean, soldiers. at least in Toronto... Yeah. <laughs> you have the choice whether you want to go to the Princess of yeah. Wales Theater sure, or not. Yeah. yeah. Imagine we lived here we had to go all the time to watch David <laughs> Mervish himself <laughs> yeah. perform. No, <laughs> Justin, Justin Trudeau. Trudeau. Oh, my God. Yeah. Once once a month, there are every citizen guards. has to do their duty <laughs> and go, go watch, watch Justin, Justin Trudeau, Trudeau go perform. When I was a rich man. <laughs> or if I was a rich this man. Yeah. He's doing yeah. the one man a Christmas carol. <laughs> <laughs> you there, what day is it? Well, it's Christmas Day. <laughs> it's all just everyone applauds. <laughs> yeah. Masks are mandatory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how. Like, I wonder. Like, right. imagine uh, the trucker convoy being forced to watch Justin <laughs> Trudeau perform musicals. <laughs> <laughs> they would be like, now they and, and they, they have, have to wear masks <laughs> while they watch. They're, they're, they're like tied to the chairs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that actually would be great. Today's performance will be the Iceman Cometh. <laughs> oh fuck! This plays four fucking hours long. <laughs> <laughs> then I would kind of be a bit more sympathetic with the truckers. Yeah, if, yeah. Mm, yeah. the masks. Come on, yeah, you're yeah. just trying to help other people out. It's yes. not that bad. Yeah, you got to oh, think yeah, about the people not. with the weaker immune systems, mm, all right? Yeah. It's not just about you yes. and your freedoms. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if the frickin' prime minister's making you watch him sing and dance all night on <laughs> Toronto's biggest <laughs> beautiful stages... Yeah, I would. Yeah, myself. I mean, I would say yeah. your cause would grow We're, a little suddenly bit. Suddenly, we've got a PPC sign up on our lawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, boys... <sighs> I think that was another great episode of This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 